y'all I had to get under the covers because I'm kind of feeling shy I'm not a, usually a shy person like I'm kind of not but I kind of am but I'm kind of not but I kind of am but I kind of not but today I don't know <laughs> maybe because I haven't done this in a long time you know um I used to have a YouTube once upon a time YouTube and I don't know public speaking maybe it's just because I just be staring at my phone or staring at the wall or something when I usually speak it's not like me seeing someone face to face and speaking but this is kind of giving that kind of vibe because I have the lights and everything's going and so your girl is suffering a little bit so you have to bear with me okay welcome back to us shaking the tables of reality through minds on kingdom making christ the talk of the town the talk of the town again my name is darlene adderley your host and today we are going to be speaking on my testimony and today hasn't been the brightest day not even going front i'm gonna be so for real hasn't been the brightest day um i went to work today actually got up at 7 a.m went to work and i don't know the vibes weren't just they weren't vibing even though i felt i had a good morning the everybody else's vibe wasn't up to par so that kind of later trickled into my day i'm like am i having a good day but that's the thing that's why i like to isolate myself a lot because my days are usually good really really good but once i come across someone that has a not so good day and i'm trying to pour into them and encourage them and keep pouring into them and pouring into their day that kind of drains my day so i need i need to you know i just i just need the holy spirit to guide me today um handed over a few bible verses to them said a prayer but then i had a keep keep telling them you're gonna be okay everything gonna be okay are you good da, 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 da. so it got draining it, it kind of did and i did kind of drain myself social battery went to zero but whenever my social battery goes to zero and i feel as though life is just lifing i like to come across john 3 verse 30. that's actually my favorite verse and it puts me in my place because it tells me <laughs> God is greater than you. So even if you're going through something, whether big or minuscule, allow him to take over. Allow him to take over. So John 3 verse 30. John 3 verse 30. Ooh, and the light is bright. I'm over here having astigmatism. Any of y'all got astigmatism? Because baby, <laughs> It's not easy. I can't believe half of us have to pay to see. The people who have 20-20 vision in the chat, you're blessed. Okay. Because some of us. Mm. So help me with my astigmatism here. Where are we? He must become greater. I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. Oh my goodness. The one who comes from heaven is above all. 
He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one who God has sent speaks the, speaks the word of God, for God gives a spirit without limit. The Father gives a son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Please bow your heads for prayer. Dear Lord, mm, dear Lord, I pray, God, that what I may say today, whatever I may say to your people, the listeners, I pray, God, that they may learn something from you, learn something new, learn that you love them and that you're always beside them. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you may help my mind. I pray, Lord God, that you may guide me and just help me, Lord, and guide your people and cover us with your mercies. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for everything you have done for this. For, uh, thank you for everything you have done for us this week. Mm -hmm. This week has been a long week. It's been... <laughs> An extra week, Lord, but I pray that next week may go according to your will, honor, and glory. It may go according to your favor. And I pray, God, that your people may feel your love entering this new week. Since we ask and say in your most precious name, amen. So, yeah, y'all. I'm going to speak on my testimony. Um, I was born and raised in... Ooh, I should not say where I was born and raised, should I? I should not, I should keep that private. I was born in the US, <laughs> okay. I'm currently 23 years old. Um, I know I look older than I am, You're crazy. But yeah, I'm young. <laughs> but I'm gonna speak on my childhood and I, I, I loved my childhood really good childhood, you know, prior to high school. My my life before high school, bomb. In high school, 180. And that we're going to get to that in a second. But growing up, I grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist home. Both parents, Seventh-day Adventist, equally yoked. And they really set the standard for me. They set the standard for me. They set the standard for my siblings. And because we had so much structure in our household, Listen, it, everything was up to par, okay? And what I love about my parents, though, is that growing up, they did not judge us for our mishaps. They only told us to use that as a lesson to better our future and to use that again for something. Like, you know, if I made a mistake, like, you know what? Yeah, oh, no, I did get spankings. Don't get me wrong. I did get spankings, baby. But if it was like, for example what not doing good on a, a quiz or something they would lecture me on what i need to do how i need to do it better but then they also showed me that life isn't always going to be sunshine and rainbows so because they placed that into my mindset i wasn't insecure as a kid i did not have agony or animosity towards someone who had more than me. I was only inspired. I was inspired by other people. I was inspired by how other people would think. I, would ins I was inspired. I was inspired by everything. 
and I was very creative. Um, so yeah, very much structured household. We, oh, and our Sabbaths, oh God, our Sabbaths, Friday, we got to do our chores. We got to make sure everything's done by sunset. You know, we got to make sure everything was up to par prior to us, prior to the weekend, prior to the Sabbath. If you, if the stuff is not done, listen, one thing's for sure, another thing's for certain. Every African household, you just got to, hmm, you have duties. You got to fulfill the duties. If you don't fulfill the duties, then, mm -hmm. okay? So, <laughs> but my parents, amazing, man. Amazing. Like, even in my adult years right now, like, firm, like, I'd be, I be spilling tea. I'd be spilling tea. But throughout my high school and beginning of college time, when I was, you know, really not spilling that much tea, but now that I'm good, you know, I, amazing conversations. But I feel like life did a 180 when I entered high school. And in high school, I attended a boarding school. I attended boarding school with my older sister and we went together and we had a few other friends who were there. But the thing that's so crazy about this institution is How do I, I want to make sure my wording is, um, let me, let me, let me look at my notes. Let me see what I wrote in my notes. I want to make sure, I want to make sure, I want to make sure what I say. Okay. I, I wrote it there. Within that institution, we had a societal We had a societal imposed double standard. And some of y'all will know what I'm saying. <laughs> And so when I entered that institution, I began questioning, questioning myself. I'm like, how is it I'm coming from a home where my home is like my parents are uplifting me. And I feel great about myself. And I feel as though everything's going good. And then I enter in an environment where I'm, I'm sort of the mi minority. Yeah. I am sort of the minority within that institution. Mind you, this is a Christian institution. Um, and I just felt... You guys, my choice of words. I'm trying to make sure. I'm trying to make sure. I'm saying, mm. I just, I just, I just felt the double standard. I felt the double standard. And that began to release trauma because I felt like I had to over, overly prove myself to these teachers. I felt as though I had to overly prove myself to people. I was people pleasing. I was just being extra, like doing too much just, just for the, academic validation okay and because i didn't receive the academic validation that i wanted to receive and my peers my peers who um yeah <laughs> they were it was like hmm i began questioning myself i'm like what What, what what's going wrong? What's going wrong? And a lot of my colleagues, 
or classmates, sorry. A lot of my classmates who also looks like me felt the same way. And I remember how I began not to care. I did not care. I like I did a whole shift. I just began not to care. I was unmotivated. Like I didn't even want to participate in class anymore because I felt as though if I were to speak to the teacher, the teacher would not incorporate my conversation into what's, you know? And so I saw that there was favorites. I saw that like mainly if you were in sports and you did amazing in sports, you were favored. If there was just, everyone was on a caliber, but it wasn't really spoken, but everyone knew. And that messed me up. That really messed me up. Like, and I began not to care. And the thing is, a lot of the people that were teaching us, um, like played like major roles of teaching us, they were actually in their beginning 20s, beginning mid 20s. And I'm like, how is it that you're in your beginning 20s and you're teaching me, a high school student? Like you you haven't even reproduced. Like you're huh? Like how are you to you don't you're not going to have that sympathy. You're not going to have have empathy over us kids because you don't even have those kids like you don't even have kids of your own you're married but you don't have kids of your own so you are not going to understand how to take care of kids who are far away from home like you you won't be able to relate you won't be able to it was crazy so i just i didn't i didn't care i flat out didn't care and i had this teacher who was a doctor our english teacher and she knew i didn't care I, I told her straight up, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it was by the grace of God, like it was by the grace of God. But since that trauma was like released and it was not only released in me, it was released in other students too. Like students who also looked like me or in that like that minority spectrum, they, it was just whatever. Some transferred, some would never pull up to class, never pull up to school. It was just, it was just not it. It was not it. And I began to just think, I'm like, is it because I'm black? Um, and that's when it really hit that like, we live in a world where you will be treated different. You will be treated different. And that's where I began looking at things from a different perspective. I was like, okay, Darlene, when you enter college, you're going to have to really take that into account that you're going to have to fight twice as hard and work twice as hard for what, you know, what the average human doesn't have to work that much for. And I felt alone. I felt like I didn't have structure. I felt like I was completing work just to complete it, but not to understand the concept. I felt belittled. I was angry. I felt like I was inadequate. Yeah, I just felt like I was inadequate. I felt inadequate. Didn't want to, and it even got to the point, you know, it's so crazy. It got to the point 
this was like maybe my junior year of high school. It got to the point where I was like, I don't even know. Well, am I slouching? Ew, I'm slouching. It got to the point where I was like, do I even want to exist? It, it got to that point. But only my best friend knew. I was, I was like, girl, I don't even know what to do. She's like, darling, don't think like that. And we're still friends till this day. We were roommates. And she was there. She was very supportive. But then as soon as I felt that low, that low of myself and felt like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I can't do it anymore. That's when God sent me. <laughs> That's when God sent me teachers, two teachers. One was my anatomy and physiology teacher, but I didn't like anatomy and physiology. That was an AP class. I'm not even going into AP. I'm a, I was going to be a business student. So I was like, why am I taking this class? And I switched over to, um, a different science class. I forgot what. And and then my accounting teacher. My accounting teacher from the Philippines, my science teacher from Bangladesh, and they unleashed a new perspective to me. And they made me feel okay. They made me feel like I belong. They made me feel like my existence mattered. And my teacher from Bangladesh is actually the teacher who gave me this Bible. And she wrote me a note in here. Oh my gosh, it's going to make me sad, make me emotional. Uh, okay, she wrote me a note in here. She said, she gave this to me on my graduation. And that's why I always cherish this Bible. And I'll always keep this Bible because this Bible is really what got me. Got me. It got me. You know, got me through life. Um, and she said, dear Darlene, I want you to always rem remember that God created you and he loves you so very much. You are precious. I will be thinking of you and praying for you. Keep in touch. And then she wrote her name. And, whoa, <laughs> after I left that school, I knew I had purpose. I knew that God had something planned for me. Um, and that's why when I left college, I was like, okay, I need to, you know, I need to do something with myself, you know, do something, be something, you know, be determined and everything like that, even though that trauma was weighing upon me. And um, yeah, so like you may see me and be like, oh my God, Darlene, you're so like, and it pisses me off. It makes me so mad when someone's like, oh my God, you're so perfect. Everything's just perfect. Like your aesthetic is perfect. You, your hair is always this. Like I'm human. Can you, like, yes, I like aesthetics, yes. But life isn't always sunshine and rainbows and happiness and stuff. Like I don't, I don't like that narrative where people will see you on Instagram or on social media and they take it and run with it, or they see that you have extensive vocabulary. Like no, I, I began reading and doing my own research and reading about life and things like that because of that trauma. <laughs> because of that trauma. It's not that it's not like I wasn't already reading and and putting an effort into things and the, 
It's just that I felt as though I had to prove a point. So me coming up with my aesthetics and me, it's like I, I, I had to prove a point to those teachers who said I would not amount to not anything. And it, it's still, it's still painful. It still hurts. It's still, you know, like a little stab. Not even a little stab. It's pretty much a big stab. But yeah. And my parents didn't know about it. I didn't tell my parents about what I went through in that school, how I was being treated. I didn't tell them anything until recently. And when I tell you my mom cried, my mom cried. And my dad was just shook. My dad was just shook. Because my sister didn't really undergo it too much. She left by then. She already graduated. But my class, there's some people who felt what I felt. And there's even people in the class after me who even like transferred and left. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the bright side is I, I was a pastor of my class. Um, I was a pastor of the dorm for four years. I was a pastor of my class for two years. And that's where I began singing. And that's where I began preaching. And I used my singing as an outlet. Oh, wow. I'm feel like I'm crying. <laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. But yeah, I used my, um, <laughs> Darlene, don't do it. Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm good. I'm good, y'all. <laughs> but I began using singing as an outlet because I was singing ever since I was a little girl and singing with my sister. You know, people thought me and my sister were twins and, you know, we loved matching and things like that, like. And singing became my outlet. I began singing and singing and singing and singing and singing. And I told myself, I was like, oh, I'm going to sing so much to the point I want to be a soprano and <laughs> stuff like that. Just using what I was going through in high school, I was, I, was, I was using singing as an outlet. And I would just be in my own vibes and I would just surround myself with my peers and... That was that. But my journey of high school, I just felt like I had to always prove myself. And that's not, that's not a good feeling. That's not a good feeling at all. Academic trauma is not a good feeling at all because that carries out in your real life and it makes you not academically motivated at all, at all. And it's crazy because when I was a child, I was a straight A student, straight A student. And I was just above my grade level. But then when I entered um, not college, when I entered high school and you they begin making you feel inadequate, that will make you slack to the point you don't even care. Like you're like, where does my motivation even come from? Where does my motivation even come from? I had no motivation within that institution. And yeah, 
Academic trauma is a thing. Academic trauma is a thing. I felt like I was always walking on eggshells. I felt like I couldn't be myself. Um, I felt like I was living up to an... Excuse me. I felt as though I was living up to an unattainable standard. Um, a standard that just wasn't real. Um, I felt that students around me received a different treatment and not only it, was it a treatment because of their grades, but it was a different treatment because of just the way they looked. Um, I remember when <laughs> my freshman year, I remember when me and some girls in the dorm, we were just, we was a, it was a group of friends. We were just this whole squad. And we, we felt, we felt attacked. We just felt attacked. And it's like, we just, we were just doing our own thing. We would just, we'll go, we'll go to bed late, you know, cause some of us had curfew and things like that. We'd go to bed late, whatever, whatever. Like, we're like, oh, if you're gonna treat us like this, we're gonna, we're gonna, mm. <laughs> And I remember when our Dean told us, our Dean, and mind you, our team, our Dean was young. Our Dean was young. Like, it was like, she's, she was my age, like my age now as my Dean. And she's like, yeah, all of you girls are the bullies of the dorm. And I was like, how do you say this to kids? Like, we're kids. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, you're, what? So a lot of the things that was said to me by different individuals within that building, within that school, that really sat, like, especially when you're a kid, especially when you're a kid, a lot of things will really... It will stay there. It will stay there. I could not release my inner child and perspectives. I had to keep everything to myself. I had to keep everything to myself. I was like, how is it that the inner child that I was and, 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 and at home with my parents and the perspective I had is, it was, I was like, I lived so like my childhood was so great. And then I come into this, I come into this, people like raising me who didn't even have kids for themselves. And they're trying to show you how to be a kid or tell you how you should be. Like you, you're not gonna discipline with grace. You're not gonna discipline with grace because you don't know how to be a parent. You've never been a parent before. But then when I came across my, my teacher that was from the Philippines, she has kids, she has kids. And she used to take care of us. And um, my teacher from Bangladesh, she doesn't have kids, but she took care of us like we were her own. She would invite us to her home, she would feed us. And she was like, that really, that that's what carried out my inner child. Um, yeah. I felt like I could be myself. I felt like I could be a child around them. They unleashed a new perspective. 
in me and I felt as though I had an objective in this life because of them and the impact that they made. Um, now you see sometimes why I'm big on aesthetics or I'm big on being a perfectionist in some things. It's like, there's a reason. Like sometimes you just gotta sit down and ask people or ask people some questions. Like you can't just judge their life. And that's how I feel like I've been, life has been for me. Always judged, always judged, always judged, always judged. I'm like, just sit down and ask me a few questions. You know, we can get to learn and get to know each other. <laughs> but when I came to college, when I came to college, because I had a lot of trauma in high school, when I came to college, I was just like, I just want to be free. Mind you, within that institution, high school, we were very sheltered. So I was like, I want to be free. I want to do me. Da, 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 da. Um, then I met a few friends. Um, I entered a sorority. Can you imagine? I entered a sorority, but then I ended up leaving the sorority because I was like, what is this? It's giving... Mm -mm. The vibes was not... Mm -mm. It wasn't giving. And... I was like, Lord, I want you to direct me. But then at the, at the same time, I was like, Lord, I want you to direct me, but I'm still curious about life. So then I begin sipping on the beverages, been sipping on the beverages, and I was sipping on the beverages, okay? When I tell you I was sipping on the beverages, your girl was sipping on the beverages, her and the homegirls. Okay, and if the the environment we're sipping the beverages at is a place you're not supposed to be at. <laughs> if we're being realistic, it's just mm -mm. so. Then I just became a party person, very party, 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 because I was you know just so sheltered, and I was like I don't care da, da, da. you can't tell me nothing you can't tell me if if you if you want to catch me outside how about that like if you got something to say catch me outside how about that okay like I was very much I was snappy with the mouth I was very you tried me you tried me like what's up <laughs> but you know and then I got into some friendships with people who I should not have been friends with because that's when things just went in a whole different direction. Entire different direction. Okay? Like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Like, I was friends with people who were dating dealers. I was friends with people whose guy i'm like girl why is you even with him why are you with him he don't deserve you he does not deserve you why are you with him and i was like mm, girl mm -mm, it's not giving very much not and that became my new environment that became my new environment like i was surrounded by individuals that i I'm still flabbergasted, still flabbergasted. And I remember when one of my friends and her significant other got into it, like it was bad. Like this is like at the verge of a breakup. 
And when I tell you I was that kind of friend, I was that kind of friend who would stick beside you. I'm like, girl, you have a problem with your, I'm going to stick beside you. We're going to get through this together type friend. I was like, girl, wherever you going, I'm going. We're yin and yang. We're glue. We're glued to the hip. We're glued. I was like, you know, I didn't take dating seriously growing up, really. Not at all. I was very much just playing, just playing, just playing people. <laughs> just playing. I'm like, you think we in a relationship? We not in a relationship though. But you could continue pretending that we are, you know? But no, I don't want you for real. So while I was just, you know, in my phase of just playing, playing people, playing dudes, just playing them. <laughs> Me. my friends were actually taking their relationship seriously and i'm like girl do you really see yourself marrying this dealer you're marrying a dick you're gonna marry a dealer you're gonna marry a dealer you gonna you're gonna you're gonna marry a girl mm -mm. no ma'am she's like but it's the love it's the love i'm like girl no you're not no you're not no you're not i was like why can't you just so I remember when they came across an issue and, and, and it went bad. It went so bad to the point that dude was like, glock, 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 glock. And I was like, huh? I was like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I was like, mm -mm, no, ma'am. So dude pulls out the glock, glock. And I'm just like, flabbergasted i'm like am i really in this environment right now am i really am i really in this environment right now like huh so after that happened i had to reevaluate my friendships i'm like i nearly i, I was like girl we nearly died we nearly died and she's like, no, but we really did. I was like, girl, no, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. So I'm like, girl, we have to actually change our lives. We got to change our lives together. We're going to go together. We're going to stick together. We're going to go to church and we're going to da da But then as we kept trying to bring emphasis on change and emphasis on change, there was no change. There was no change happening. And I'm taking full accountability as a friend. I'm taking full accountability as a person. Like I should not, mm -mm. We should have been going to church. We should have been, you know, we should not have been in those environments just free balling and free, free, you know, should not have been in those environments. Just, just being in those environments to be at those environments, just, just being there to just be there. And then I told myself, I was like, no, I, I'm no, I'm no longer entering the new year. I told myself, entering the new year, I no longer can be friends. We cannot be friends. We cannot be friends. I'm like, the fact that got in two car accidents together and the glot, glot, almost glot, glot us twice. I'm like, yeah, I can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. So that friendship ended and... But then here's the interesting part. Although that friendship ended, I was still in my own world of just turning up. I was speaking of change, but I really was not implementing change. 
I thought just because I entered, I exited, exited, just because I left that environment, I thought that was change, but that wasn't change. I was just on a different level of the same chaos, you know? So I was partying, just partying all the time. Lord Jesus knows. Lord Jesus knows. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus spared me, spared my life because I was just partying, partying with my friends. We're partying every weekend. And you know, it's so crazy. Afterwards, I was like, okay, I want to get serious into modeling. I want to get serious into this career I want to build for myself. Um, all while still in school, okay? And I was like, I really want to get deeper into um, modeling. So that's when I began, like companies, like I created an email and I started blowing up companies, their emails, 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 but they're saying with a different uh, cold pitch. Because if you want to be a brand ambassador um, and you don't, and you're a micro influencer, you have to message them. So I was sending them my Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm a model, da, 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 aspiring model, freelance model, whatever the terminology is. And I was like, I want to model. They're like, they're like, oh, we love your content. We really love your content. We're going to send you some things, blah, 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 blah. So I was working with Clinique. I was working with Chi hair products. I was working with Prada. I was working with um, Pretty Little Thing. I'm still on a contract with Pretty Little Thing. Um, but the rest of them all ended. I was working with, who else did I work with? Um, what's their names? What's their names? Topicals. I, so many, like so many brand ambassadors, I mean, brand ambassadors, so many brand partnerships, like back to 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 back, okay? And I was like, okay, I got to get better at my photography. I got to pose better. All while wearing clothes, which um, <laughs> the clothes were, uh, mm -mm. It, some of my friends say that the clothes were appropriate. But when I look back, I'm like, no, baby, that was not appropriate. It was really not. And thank you. I took the thank God I took those pictures down. I just I was just not heading in, in in a proper direction. And because I was so hyped up with myself being an aspiring model and I'm already getting deals with companies, I began being lost up here. The pride was at an all-time high. Okay. I was the I, the ego and pride was it was equivalent to the, the Himalaya mountains, Mount Everest, and Kilimanjaro. That's that's how far gone I was. I was like, oh my God, I'm uh, uh. You know, I just thought I was all that, a bag of chips and a steak. Like I was really, <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? No, no, no. In November, I had a dream. Remember my dream? That's from first episode. If you watch first episode of uh, Minds on Kingdom podcast, you'll, you'll hear the dream in there. I had a dream. I had a dream. And when I tell you that dream scared me, that dream scared me. Okay? Because within the dream, 
okay, in, in, in podcast one, I spoke about the dreams where I saw officials. Okay. I saw Barack. I saw Michelle. I saw Bush. I saw Trump and I saw Biden. I saw all of them. I saw all of them there. Okay. And turns out when I, when I had that dream, turns out, you know how there's like fake animosity between Trump and, and Barack and all of that was fake. It was all scripted. They all get along. Okay. That's what I saw in the dream. They all get along everything, but all this animosity that we see in the news and all these news coverages, it's fake. It's just to keep us distracted. So when I saw they were all friends and they were covering themselves with the eh, hey, mana. I was like, what? I was like, oh, so these people really, they, 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 they could save themselves. They could save themselves from Jesus's coming. I was like, what? So everywhere is chaos. Everywhere is fire. The sky is breaking. I'm seeing light. I'm seeing purples. I'm seeing blues while these people are trying to put a dome. And mind you, this dome that they had over them, it could not be punctured. They could puncture it that way. Like if they want to shoot like, um, what is it? Grenades and, 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 and gunshots and things. They can hit it out. But stuff that was coming in because there was like um, civilians and other people trying to shoot in to try to get inside to get protected. But they couldn't. So it, it really freaked me out. The dream freaked me out. And then I told myself, I was like, oh, my God, I have to change my life. I have to change my life. Because I was like, why is it that in that dream that I have so much peace? I'm like, did I change my life in that dream? Or, or was I dying? Or what, what's the case scenario? What is the case scenario? And then after I told myself I have to change my life, it did not click. I was still living my life. I was still modeling. I was still partying, partying, partying. If, if I, listen. There's some people that I've partied with that you're listening and watching this video. Please stop partying. Is the vibes is not vibing? Mm -mm. We gotta we gotta get into the word. We've got to get into the word because the mm -hmm. listen, listen. It's not it's not it. It's really not. It's really not. And the world is is going to be ending soon. Okay, we're living out revelation as we speak. There's already wars and rumors of wars, and there's already animosity between countries, earthquakes, hurricanes, all kinds of stuff. Okay? And countries trying to start alliances together. People who, hmm. Anyways, so, yeah. So then that dream scared me. I was like, I need to change my life. Did I change my life? No, not really. But then, in June, in June, I was just chilling on Instagram, okay? June, I was chilling on Instagram and I was trying to think of an idea for my next modeling thing. Mind you, I really wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied with my modeling. I really wasn't satisfied with the brand ambassadorships because I began getting used to it. I was like, um, this is whatever, whatever, whatever. While meanwhile, my friends and people, they're like, oh my gosh, like, you're really doing your thing. Like, you're really, oh my gosh, girl, like, wow. And I'm like, but no, it's mm, mediocre. Like, mm, you know, so I really wasn't feeling it because I really wanted to be a model. I really wanted to be in Vogue. I really want to be in Runway. But the thing is, it's so bad. I was craving and craving and craving and craving and craving and craving and craving more. And mind you, I wasn't even speaking to God then. I was not even speaking to him. I was just like, 
I thought I was all that in a bag of shit. I was so vain. So vain. Oh my God, so vain. And I was like, uh, it was vain, so vain, so vain, so vain, so vain. But a lot of me being vain is because when I was in high school, I, I didn't have, you know, so since it's swapped, you know, so, wow, my life. Anyways, so yeah, I was just so vain and I did not care and I was just doing me. I was turning up. I felt like I was living in a movie and there were so many times I would speak to my sister. She's like, Darlene, you need to be realistic. My older sister, she's like, Darlene, you need to be realistic. I don't know what kind of what kind of high horse you're on or what kind of, you need to come back. Come back, girl. You need to be realistic because life will catch up with you. I'm like, no, it's not. But then I'm going to be a model and I'll already be booked and busy. Man. Then June came. June came and I was kind of satisfied with what I was doing, but also not satisfied. And then I came across Jay Ronda's uh, feed. And that, that scared me. And then I also came across Kate. You guys should add her on Instagram. Uh, she does great posts. Add Kate and Jay Runda. And her name is her last name, though. Kate Clinton. Kate Clinton and Jay Runda. Her last name is long. So just write Kate Clinton. So then I watched their videos. And I'm like, yo. God is the vibe. God is the vibe. Mind you, I already knew God was the vibe because I was raised in that, okay? I already, I already knew God was the vibe, but I was too with my life that I was not, oh, my age. I was too caught up with life and how I wanted my life to be and how I wanted to do that that I wasn't being realistic. But I was like, oh, my gosh, Jesus is coming soon, like, Darlene, you did not have that dream for no reason back in November. Twice. Twice. Come on. So then I had that dream twice and I was like, Lord, give me the strength. You better help me out. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to change. I will drop everything for you. Okay. So I dropped my modeling. I dropped the rest of those brand ambassadorships, except one of them because I'm still on contract and I'm not trying to get sued. Okay, so until the contract is done, then what's up? But literally, um, yeah, life, life was lifing. But now that I'm speaking of the Lord and I started my podcast and doing my daily devotions and praying and telling people about the word of God and making my mantra, changing my mantra to be, bringing people to Christ, life has been Gucci. I mean, the devil will test you though. The devil will try and test you and put you through temptation and put you through. But the thing is, you need to be like, Lord, you, Lord, help me out. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you, you gotta be, mm, you know? And the Lord will, the Lord will help you. The Lord will really help you. But then you also have to know that you're like when the devil tries to attack you, you're above him. You could step good. Like you need, you need to know that you are above 
You are a child of God. You, God has placed his anointing upon you to speak for him, to do things for him. That Man, tell him, when Satan try to pull up, like, square up, man. What's up? You trying to keep, come on. Let's be so for real. You're a child of God. You, man, come on. Anyways, so yeah, God is good. God saved my life. God saved my life. Been in car accidents. I've been, hmm, man, God saved my life. He saved my life. And that's why I like to speak about God to people. Speak about God to people. Tell people about the word of God. <laughs> because, listen, there's a different kind of feeling when God's in your life. Like, you just feel at peace. And the thing is, you just don't, you just don't really care about what... Here's the thing. Back then, I used to be so nitpicky about my future, about how I want my future to look like, how I want my future to be, what I want in my future, how I want my house to look like, how I want my car to look like, how I want to... Mind you, I, now I just don't care. I don't care about what the things I want of my future. Because I'm like, Lord, if it's your will, it's your will. If it's not, it's not. Things are meant to happen for a reason. I just give it to God. I don't even, man, I just be chilling. Real life be chilling in my little isolation. I really be isolating. I have friends who say, oh, I don't see you anymore. Man, because I'm in my isolation. Why am I outside? If I'm outside, I'm going to go get food because I'm a foodie. Or I'm going to go shopping. Or I'm going to hang out with some friends. We're going to go get some coffee. I have some friends, my friends from um, my one of my business classes. Like Those are my, they're cool people. Like, I'm not just going to be outside to be outside. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm with my man. Or I'm with my family. Like, come on. There's no point to just be, you know? Because I used to just be outside for no reason. No reason to be outside, man. No reason. But now, it's just not the vibes. It's really not. i just rather be in my room snuggling with the Lord. We snuggling. We sleep. We sleep together. The Bible be right there, and I'll be next to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm so ridiculous. Oh my god. But yeah, you guys, God is good, and His mercies are amazing. He saved my life, and He can save yours. So let's end in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you have done. I pray, Lord God, that you may cover your people, and I pray that this testimony touched at least someone. Lord God, I pray that they may bypass my shenanigans and just not hear the shenanigans that exit my mouth and just hear the word of your glory. I pray, Lord God, that someone may change because of you. Someone may feel you, may feel your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that you may cover us for the rest of this week, entering a new week, that we may enter with peace and enter with your mercy and enter with your happiness. Since we ask and say in your most precious name, amen. Stay tuned to next week's podcast. Bye-bye.